Welcome back to the Side Draft Podcast. Drew alongside Big Moose. A lot to get into today. Uh, All-star race stuff. We're also going to have information on the Coca-Cola 600. And we're going to pick not only the Coca-Cola 600 winners and do our lineup. We're going to pick the Indy 500 winner because this is arguably the best weekend of racing. Memorial Day. the greatest day in motorsports this Sunday. Can we pick a Monaco winner too? Yeah, let's do it. I mean... There are our, our options are very limited in the F one selection, though. Well, yeah, just just because that, that's the way the things kind of go. But um, anyway, so so there's so much to unpack in this. Let's start with the All Star Race recap first. Just overall, I don't know where to start. Right, because well, I was going to say the look on your face was that because of the look on my face when you said that the, like, the as bad as much as we don't want to talk about it, we're we're gonna briefly go through this but yeah the way the race ended i think was nearly catastrophic it was nearly one of those one of those really bad moments for the sport that i think a lot of people aren't going to forget very often Mm -hmm. it's still that way i think where people are going to say well remember this happened and and ironically texas didn't really give us a good race at all no not at all it, it was similar i forget what track it was but you could catch up to people you couldn't pass to save your life it was always the bottom line, right? Yeah, it, it was all. It, it was always the top. Eventually, as soon as the resin came in, it, it was like DRS, if you want to call it that. There was, there's no way you're able to pass. Um, so that was one of the bad things. And ironically, afterwards, you heard people saying, "Should we rotate the All Star tracks?" I was like, "Well, we actually talked about that on the podcast." So that's that's uh, that's a topic of conversation. What seems yeah. like has been a little bit more and more <laughs> each year, and gives you more and more of a, an argument as to why I think we should do that because, well. You know, we're we're looking at uh, playing armchair quarterback after the race, and it's like, eh, Texas. There were people who were saying that Texas shouldn't even have a race until they fix the track wow. or figure it out. Which is so crazy because, as much as I hate to say it, it's it's one of the it's one of the Smith mile and a half cookie cutters. Well, I don't want to say it like that, but you know, you that was a cookie cutter. Well, for the longest time, Charlotte, Texas, Atlanta, Las Vegas, even, a little bit, Atlanta, up until they reconfigured it. All four of those tracks, you could basically have the same notebook, and you ran the same way. Well, I, and Charlotte, Texas, and Atlanta are essentially identical with the way that they look. It's just the the grooves are a little bit different because the pavement's older, but and, and, they've still got the the, and the, the little, environment's different. Yeah, they they still have the little uh, front straightaway that act, that's like a little short shoot yep. that comes up off the turn. I mean, they all look the same, but obviously Atlanta with the repaving fixed things a little bit. It makes it interesting, right? I. In a way, I'm a little bit nervous for this weekend because if we got that racing at Texas, they talked about how NASCAR's put in the resin at Charlotte. I'm worried that we're going to get a 600-mile race that is a crown jewel, and it's going to be a lot like that that all-star race where not a whole lot of passing. And I, I'm just worried a little bit that, that we're going to have that. I hope it's not because we've seen some of the mile-and-a-half tracks have success this year. But, I still have confidence in Charlotte, though, because yeah. they did a lot of testing with the next-gen car leading That's up. right. They did. And and it was looking good with the testing. So it's not it's not necessarily the first time the teams are going into Charlotte with some notebooks. So it's cross our fingers. It's I want it to. It can't be a bad race though because that, no. it's the longest race of the year. It's got to be. It's got to be entertaining. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's weekend everything that NASCAR has ever stood for. For crying out loud! Well, and the last thing that you want is to go up on the same day with F one IndyCar and then you're up last and you have. We're the feature. Uh, and you have We're the ra- feature of the day. And you have a race that comes up short. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you, you want the Indy 500, I think, is going to, to deliver. It always does. Mo- Monaco, 
most of the time it delivers as well. It's more of an event than a than, than the race itself as well with Monaco. Well, that's the thing. It's it's so early for us that it's yeah. it's it's really one of those <laughs> F one is is something that you know not a lot of people are. are I don't want to say not a lot of people because it is picking up steam. It is it is gaining popularity. But it's one of those people where you don't realize it's it's happening unless you're just happen to be up that early and flipping through channels. It's like, ah, yeah. motorsports, cool. You know, so I think I think it is gaining popularity. But like you said, you know, people like you and I who are gearing up for this Sunday are ready for an entire day of motorsports and NASCAR is going to have to deliver this Sunday night after what is what should be some good racing at, at Monaco, what is yeah. likely going to be some great racing at Indy. I mean, look look at the practice runs and, and the qualifying <laughs> and everything that, that we've had leading up at Indy. And, you know, NASCAR, with all the excitement of the next-gen car and, and everything that we've had so far this season, yeah, there's been a couple of hiccups. But in general, the NASCAR fans have liked this season, so we have to deliver Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, the, I, I, I had a... Tony Donahue of Burnout Sports. He actually, I I used to intern for him when I was in Indy, but he covers wow. he covers IndyCar, and I I was talking to him about the field, and he said this is one of the most competitive fields that we have, where I where you could knock me out, and I wake up on Monday and I could give you a list of like fifteen, eighteen drivers who I think could have won the race sure. without knowing that that's how competitive the field is. It's not like an F one where you got. Max Verstappen, Charles Leclerc, and maybe Lewis Hamilton as well in there, and that's really it as far as right. who's going to win. And NASCAR has that uh, more in their favor, like with IndyCar, where they've got a really competitive field. They've got a car that's very competitive mm-hmm. for all teams. It doesn't have to be ju- just one or two, but the the racing itself, as you said, Big Miss, I think it, ha- it has to be good. It has to deliver. Otherwise, people are going to I don't know. It's going to be one of those events. I don't. I just get a feeling that if they don't deliver, it's going to be something that stands out as a sore spot with this season. The All Star Race is whatever. It's an it's an exhibition. But if we have that type of racing for the Coca Cola Six Hundred, I think we have a little bit of an issue. Well, let's let's go back. Heads. Let's go back specifically to the All Star Race. I mean, right out of the gate, you had Kyle Larson who was flat out saying <laughs> it was Kyle Busch's race to lose. And then immediately, guess what happened? Kyle Busch lost the race. You know, and again, what's what's going on? Is it? I don't know. Is it? Is it the, the driver's? Thing is interesting. Is it the drivers pushing it too hard? Is it? Is it the the cars that are not responding to the tires? Goodyear not bringing as good of a tire? Is it? I mean, does the eighteen inch wheel thing make any sort of a difference that would allow for what what's happened this year? It's it's absolutely got to because you see kind of the same problem week in and week out. Uh, another blown tire, another tire going down. It's it's the same problem each week. Yep. You know what I would love to see? I would love to see NASCAR just open it up. NASCAR give these teams you know unli- un- unlimited set of tires. You want you want to put new tires out of go put go put new tires. Well, in. and yeah, that's been the topic of the last couple of races. Is do these teams have enough sets where if there's cautions that start to come out? And you're wearing 20 laps. You need to put tires on your car, otherwise you're going straight to the back because you're not going to be good enough. Yep. But you only have nine sets, so so you have to keep track of your sets of tires. So because that's I think, where it's it's crazy. I think we're starting to see the problems where, again, you know, you, you start running, you have teams that are trying to push it, you're trying to have teams that are, are saving you know, for, for whatever reason, saving for the end, trying to gain position, whatever it is they're doing, and then all of a sudden you're having those tire problems. And it's... Beneficial for some, not so great for others. 
You have people like Ross Chastain and Chase Elliott who really get messed up because of uh, an unfortunate situation. You know, so instead of giving these guys, you know, a set amount of tires and and you got to figure it out, it's it's not like they're only giving them a hundred gallons of fuel to to figure it out for the race. You can you can put in as much gas as you want during the race. Give give them give them the tires. And we haven't even gotten to the end of the race yet with this all star race stuff. Yes. <laughs> so the end of the race comes and. Uh, the format was, I think it was okay, the idea behind it. We'll switch it up a little bit, but also at the same time, um, you have Denny Hamlin and Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney is essentially the winner at, at, at the point where we get to what whatever the last stage was, 50 laps. Ryan Blaney's well in charge. Sure. Because after that caution came out, Ryan Blaney took off. He's going to win the race. All of a sudden... 100 feet before the line, Ricky Stenhouse hits the wall on the back straightaway, and boom, caution goes. Yep. And you're like, hang on a second. When you look, uh, uh, as crazy as it sounds, you I... Have crew guys coming off the wall, they're celebrating. Well, as crazy as it sounds, too, I didn't even notice how, how light the wreck was until they showed the replay, because it's like, really, a caution came out? There, there, there's no way. But normally, oh, the, the race is done because he took the white flag, but given the new rules... All the laps that are completed have to be green flag laps. And then you look Gotta at the finish the race under green. And then you look at the accident. Ricky Stenhouse gets loose or whatever, hits the wall, no debris at all, and his car's still going. It's the last lap. He's not a hazard. He's on the back straightaway. There's no debris. Why was the caution thrown? Right. I think, you know, the the crazy thing about this big moose is that NASCAR likes the entertainment side of things, but we don't need that sometimes. I think we appreciate racing. In F1, guys win by 25 seconds, and it's, oh, yeah, that was, that was a solid race. It was good passing. I don't think the end of the race should be the ultimate factor in whether a race was good or not, especially with a 600-mile race where there's a lot of, if there's nothing going on and then there's a good finish, is the race really even that good? And I, li- I know we like to jump to conclusions, and we like to react right away, and, oh, that was a crazy finish. It's a good race. Or, man, a guy won by five seconds. I don't know if the race is that good, but... It's racing, long events. Right. If you watch a basketball game, if it's a blowout, yeah, it's boring. But if it's a good game back and forth and back and forth at the end, regardless of the finish, you say, oh, yeah, that was a pretty good game. If there's racing that's back and forth and back and forth, a ton of passes, good pit strategy, and the race ends and there's a guy that wins by a second, oh, well, I mean, it was a, it was a good race. We've seen so much stuff start at the All-Star race. It's, it's almost like a testing platform that has, can will move into an eventual you know, race format. So we've had the All-Star Race set up kind of as, as a test format. You know, We've seen things introduced to the All-Star Race that became part of the actual series later on. Look at the Choose Line. Choose Line was something that you know, was, was introduced during an All-Star Race and then became part of, part of NASCAR. We have that every single race, whether it be a short track at Bristol or whether you're at, at Talladega, you have yeah. you have the choose line. So you you want to see if you're having a blowout like this, you know you you have the green white checker. If you have a caution that flies on the second to last lap before you take the white flag, before you hit that that certain point, or you know whatever whatever the point is that NASCAR has, if you want the race to finish under green, you want to have that uh, that that spot. Go ahead and rack them up. Five laps to go, you're going to have that competition yellow. NASCAR loves their competition yellows. Five laps to go, we're going to we're going to throw one. 
and let everybody go ahead and, and do one of those where it's it's a competition yellow, it's a competition caution, everybody's going to save their spots. Yep. You know, pit everybody, put on new tires, fill them up with gas. It's and, organized. Yeah. Give them, give them three minutes on pit road and then put them back out there and then raise them for the, the final five laps. You know, or do that green-white checker. Yeah. You know, throw it at five, take two laps to, to rack them back up, and then do a green-white checker, and then see what happens. Have at it, boys. Yeah. There's another one of our favorite lines in NASCAR. It's a million dollars on the line, right? Yeah, so, that's... you know, and and as far as the whole window net thing. I was going to say, we haven't even gotten to that part yet with, with Ryan Blaney. Uh, that, that drives me crazy. I know I know the driver is, is dying to drop the window net and throw the, the fist out of the air and celebrate and everything. But un- until the race is called official, you, you can't you can't do that. You know, NASCAR can talk to all the cars. They do. They tell you you're black flagged. You're you're doing whatever. You know, until NASCAR comes over the radio and and declares, all right, race is over. We got a winner. You don't make any adjustments to opening the window net or. I wonder or if Ryan like that. knew that. Hey, I took the white flag. The race is done regardless, and I'm dropping the net because I won. And is and which and, they had to have covered this in the drivers' meeting well, and, and yeah, but even still, NASCAR tried to correct a mistake of throwing that caution by allowing Ryan to race with a window net that, as we talked about, it was is half cocked and it's it's not on because a driver can't do it. They were talking about it during the broadcast. No. A driver you can't do it from inside the car. It has to be done outside, and you got to have a guy who's who's really strong in order to get that thing hooked in. So, I wish NASCAR would have. Well, let, let me have Denny Hamlin explain it to you. Here's Denny Hamlin. He appeared on uh, Dale Hart Jr.'s Dirty Mo Media podcast, and he explained a little bit about his frustration with NASCAR and something that he would have done maybe to have fixed the issue. So let's get your opinion on this past weekend at the All-Star Race. Uh, I think I already put it all out. You there. did. Did you get, did you get fined? <laughs> Did you get fined for what you said on MRN? Well, uh, I heard you did, but I wasn't sure. Oh, I did. Did you? No, I'm asking. He doesn't know. Maybe. Maybe. Are you Are you expecting one? what was fightable? I, I said what? the F word. Oh, you did. <laughs> yeah. I think you can do that today. Can you? Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> We're gonna find out. <laughs> yeah. I I just say well, I you know hope we I, we just need to play by the effing rules. Yeah. You were emphatic about that, and that and I don't disagree with and that not, one bit. Not, not because of. Blaney and I, I made it very clear that he he deserved to win the race, but you know, I I've deserved to win the race too many times, and I just do something bonehead and I don't win, you know. But it's he, he first of all there were two they tried to make a wrong right by doing another wrong, and it's that's just right. that's just Mike, screwed, that's screwed up. That's just yeah. screwed up. And then they, I don't know. I just felt like they tried to lie to us and say that oh his winning net was up and he was steering the car like. Yeah. Horse I was right there. You, you can see it's not up. Yeah, it was not up. That's what I felt. Like I felt like they owned the mistake about throwing the yellow. Like just do that, it. then own, own that one, and, and but, instead now you, but kind of own one, and then you completely sort of, try to cover up the second. Sort of excused the other one, and it's yeah. like, no, wait a second. Now there's a credibility factor here that we've now got to contend with. Like there's a credibility. Like wait, that's inconsistent. It would have been unfair. For it would have been unfair for uh, for Blaney to be pulled down. However, he did break the rule. He did, and but I, if they were going to bend the rules, then just let him come in and fix it. At no reason 
should we ever be letting a driver out there with no winning net up? I mean, especially, we're about to race for a win on a green-white checkered. Yeah. Like, the probability of us crashing was probably going to be pretty high considering what we were racing for an all-star win, right? And so, he's the leader, and you know his win, you know his winning net is not secured. My crew is gone for four weeks because we had a tire rolling down pit lane. <laughs> That's right. Because it's a safety yeah. issue. I'm like, well, who are they suspending up at in the tower because they need to be gone for four weeks as well. Man. So, I, I and look, Denny has points. Uh, he, he comes with points. And the big one, I think, is let him come down pit road and fix the issue, then, then send him back out there. because. And he even mentioned this right after the race was done. Uh, and as he said, Blaney should have won the race. The race, the caution team shouldn't even come out. But get, if you're going to have him be first place and do and race, get, let him fix his net and then come back, and then we can race because – and he mentioned this: if we if we had a wreck, and all who knows a piece of debris flies through through the car and he and he gets killed, you have a lawsuit. You have a serious problem on your hands that is way bigger than. And, and thankfully there was no wreck, and thankfully Ryan didn't get hurt at all whatsoever. But with that window net down, who knows what could have happened? Piece of debris, you say? I have images to Richard Petty going end over end before the window net. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a still shot out there. With his left arm flailing out the driver's side window as he's flipping over. You know, the, again, what does NASCAR preach week in and week out? Safety, safety this, safety features. that, yeah. Oh, look how far NASCAR has come with the safety of our vehicles and, and for the safety of our drivers and the safety of our fans. Where's the safety here? Yeah. And the, the fact that Denny is not necessarily bashing Ryan himself, but the fact that NASCAR did this and then didn't necessarily make any effort to correct the window net, you know, I think I think it would have been we would have be having a whole different uh, conversation right now, and and Denny would have a whole different attitude if NASCAR said, "All right, timeout. We called a caution. It was literally right as he was coming to the win. He dropped the window net. We're going to have him come down." Have him fix it. He's going right back up. And then there's no problem. It's it's a no, fixed. It's, it's an all star yeah. race. There's no points on the line. It's a million. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That sucks. I didn't get a million bucks. Yeah. But the safety of our drivers, the safety of our fans, yada yada yada. Everybody's happy. Now that being said, Ryan Blaney's response to Denny Hamlin's comments about the window net quote can understand where he's coming from, but that's just a product of running second compared to winning. He'd be over the moon elated if he was in my position. And I'd be ticked off just like he was if I were second. Well, I, I don't even think Denny was going at Ryan. It was, hey, he dropped the window net. We need to play by the rules. Which, right. And, and if you want to break if you want to break a rule, you can come down pit road. We're not black flagging you. The car the, everybody's gonna sit still. We're gonna we're gonna red red flag the field. You come down, fix the net, pop back up, and then you start first again, and then you get overtime. Yep. That, that's what you get. That it's it's could have been so fixable, and also to so talk about the safety stuff. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. hitting the wall and no debris or anything was more of a safety issue apparently than Ryan Blaney riding with the window net. Right. So again, we we talk about priorities with other things that we've previously seen. Did what Ricky about finish the race? This? Did he go to the infield care center? Did he do all the yeah. the protocols afterwards? You know, I it, it's crazy. It's, you you can't be hypocritical, and this is a really bad way to be hypocritical. It's not like because they have levels to the penalties and everything like that. But what you said in a matter of 30 minutes is that, or even less than that, is that Ricky Stenhouse's 
or that, that the field's health for Ricky Stenhouse hitting a wall in his car, no window net issue, is more of a safety problem than Ryan Blaney driving at 190 miles an hour with a window net down, where, as you said, if his car flips, who knows what happens? Yeah. And so there's they, they, they could have fixed what what is now a lot of questions because people are talking about this as opposed to Ryan Blaney even winning the race, I think. Yep. It's the window net issue. Why did NASCAR not do this? Why did they go the route that they did, but nonetheless... No doubt there's a big asterisk yeah, it, on that million-dollar check. Hey, they should have given him $2 because he won the race <laughs> twice. <laughs> but um, anyway, so I want to jump to uh, the other stuff that we got coming up. Uh, we'll get to the Coca-Cola 600 in a minute, but we're going to pick Monaco. We're going to pick the Indy 500. Let's start with Monaco. I'm picking Max Verstappen because you don't have many drivers to pick from. Charles Leclerc is from Monaco, though. He lives in Monaco, so... Uh, you almost won't want to pick Charles with the Ferrari, but I, I'm going to go with Max because he's. I think he's going to get. I think he's going to rattle off a few wins now. See, he, he's. I believe he's a former winner here. He was. He was right there, and and it was an unfortunate situation last year. I think Hamilton. I think Hamilton returns to that number one spot. I this would love year. to see Lewis win. That'd be so cool. <laughs> well, and, and and Mercedes, they've had bad. They've had a bad start to the year because their their car is not what Ferrari and and Red Bull started with, but they're right. but they're improving it. And Lewis and George Russell both have, fin- have both ran well the last couple of races. So, I mean, Lewis Hamilton is without a doubt one of the best drivers of all time. And yeah, it would be awesome to see him win. He he still is is one championship away from getting that eighth one, which essentially would set him above any driver, any series in regards to cha- any major series in regards to championships. Monaco Grand Prix starts at seven a.m. Central Time. ESPN Sunday morning. Let's do it. Starts out the greatest day of racing. That's it's only it's only like what an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I think I think the coverage the, is set the F one races. The, the coverage is two hours. The race is probably only about an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, which is and and it's again commercial free. Doesn't get any better than that. That's the thing. That's the part that I love about it. You turn it on and you're just glued. You they have information watching. to cover the entire broadcast. Yes. I think it's great. So you go from Monaco to the greatest spectacle in racing in the Indianapolis 500. Jimmy Johnson starting 12th. Which is on NBC this year, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep, on, on NBC. So you'll be able to watch it. You don't have to have any sort of special network or anything like that for the Indy 500 or the Coca-Cola 600 as well. NBC and then it'll be followed up by Fox. But Jimmy Johnson starting 12th. Uh, some serious success in NASCAR at the Brickyard, racing the 400, of course, now at the Indianapolis 500. First time he's raced in it. He's got a legitimate chance to win, I think, because he's looked really good in practice with those hot laps. But there who, were a couple who, who, who times. Who are you taking? See, I. <sighs> you wanted. My, my, my urge to take Jimmy's there, but you I. You want to pull yeah. for him so bad. Yeah. Just, just as a NASCAR you fan, you want to pull for him so bad. But uh, at, the, at the same time, you know, I'd, I would love to see. He won it last year, didn't he, Castor Nevis? I think Elio did win last year, yes. And he's he's a multi-time winner at in Indianapolis. Yes. And is he coming to Five Flags Speedway, or is he not on the SRX this I year? don't think El- – he is on the list, but I don't think Elio is. I think Tony Kanaan is coming, but not Elio. That's what it is. Tony Kanaan is coming uh, to Five Flags. Uh, here in less than a month. Scott Dixon's on the pole. He's only won one, one at once. And the pole sitter – hasn't had that great a success in the 500 previously. See, that's that's the thing. I think I think Castro <laughs> Neves, he's 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 the guy that I think has the the shot to win, you know. It's two-time winner. I mean, granted, all these all these guys, there's a reason they're racing the Indianapolis 500. Yeah. You know, but I'm 
I'm going to take Ed Carpenter. Butler grad, which is where I graduated from, so yeah. there's part of the reason, from Indianapolis. He's never won it. He's been really good, but has always had some issues the last couple of years. But he's starting P4. Ed Carpenter, who I'm picking, but obviously we're all rooting for Jimmy Johnson to win this thing. Can you The, the storylines, if he were to win, would be insane. Hasn't he expressed interest in doing the, the double? I think he has. And he said that he would come back, he would race in NASCAR if it was like a one-off. Yeah. I feel like he would come back though only for like I don't know if if they had the brick if they brought the Brickyard 400 back I think Jimmy would want to race in that and that would be the race yeah. I, I actually but they they aren't going to bring back the Brickyard 400 I don't think ever again because it's not the the track's not built it's not for announcer stock cars yeah yeah it's just not which is unfortunate but um I don't if if you win you obviously get to pick the milk that you have now. From what I've been told and what I've seen, chocolate milk is available. Whole milk, skim milk, 2% milk. Is there any particular milk that you would want, Big Moose, if you won the 500? Apparently people do it, not, not even to drink it, but to have it look good for the picture because it's thicker with right. whole milk, I guess, so it looks better. I didn't know that was a, I didn't know that was a thing. Of course, yeah. I, like I said, I had I had Tony Donahue on, and he was telling me all about that and stuff. And you, you, know, you know it's like the best of the best, too. Right. A good glass of cold chocolate milk would, would you hit You can't it. go wrong with chocolate milk. Huh? Yeah, I said you can't go wrong with chocolate milk. No, not at all. Of course, then again, you know, like you said, the picture. <laughs> Whole milk would maybe be the way to go for that. But. Forget that. Give me Just <clears throat> just give me straight heavy cream. <laughs> yeah. Give me a bottle. Of, give me some chocolate milk to drink and then some whole milk to pour on me. There we go. That's what I want. That's exactly what I want. But anyways, again, NBC, and I think that's. I think it's eleven o'clock. We're when, sitting again at the same time. You start smelling like half oh yeah, hour later. Oh yeah. It's, oh. But but you won the race. Yeah. So I you know. get to kiss the bricks and all that. Eleven a.m. I think is when coverage Such a starts weird on NBC. Eleven forty-five is the is green flag. Yes. Okay. So there we go. It is morning. Central time. Your your morning is going to be great here if you're listening in Central time. Yes. Or we're going to watch in Central time. And then Coca Cola Six Hundred is five ish Central. I th- so I think five. So there's a there's a little bit of gap where of course NASCAR plans out perfectly and they're doing the Indy Five Hundred will end around three ish or four Central, four at the latest probably. It's not going to be a five hour race. I highly doubt that. But you get a good old hour hour and a half of race day. Green flag at five forty-five or whatever, and then the Coca Cola Six Hundred Fa- fantasy lineup for the Coca Cola Six Hundred is interesting because it's not necessarily a niche track, but there's drivers who run particularly well in the longest race on the NASCAR schedule. Well, yeah, it's an extra hundred miles. I mean, there's it doesn't sound like a lot, but but it but it is. I mean, there's there's extra time in there because you you get so used to to pitch doing strategy it. is yeah. yeah. Uh, give me give me Jeff Gordon. Give me oh wait those those guys aren't aren't for <laughs> yeah. Well, I want Jeff Gordon. I, I want Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> give me Dale Earnhardt. I think Robbie Gordon used to be pretty good there. Tony Stewart. Let me let me put him in there at uh, at Charlotte. Um, now this this week it's uh, it's tough. I might pay. And this might be the week that I take Chase Elliott. I got Chase Elliott in my garage. His his average finish. Guess what his average finish is at, at Charlotte races. At Charlotte, but that but, includes the road God, course. Yeah, see, the, see the, the, that includes the road course because it's not an, it's not going to be an accurate uh, see, portrayal. Yeah, that that of what you're getting on the mile and a half. That's not fair. Chase's average finish at Charlotte's second. Yeah, 
with one win and four top fives. Right. Four, yeah, he's all four races. So you you uh, can't you can't look at that as an accurate portrayal because I tried to do Coca Cola six hundred in particular, but I it didn't it didn't want to do that for me. Going with Ross Chastain. Oh, I think that's a good pick just because of how hot he's been. I mean, he, he's been on fire. I still have six usages. Do you? How many of left do I have with Chastain? <clears throat> I'm looking now, and I've got I've got seven. Yeah, so you, you got to you got to run Chastain. I'm in a good spot. I, I might I might take Blaney. I you know I was toying with Blaney, and Blaney may go back in there. Matter of fact, Blaney probably will go back in there. Um, I want to take Tyler Reddick, but at the same time, I don't trust his tires. I, I don't trust the I, car. I, <laughs> uh, you know, I went back and forth with him, and just he's last couple of weeks he's had a very unfortunate run of luck. Um, based on his run at Texas, I got Denny Hamlin in there. Denny Hamlin is he's he's making that. I know I've been extremely critical of of Denny Hamlin all season. Is what would 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 you take Suarez or? Bubba or Tyler Reddick. Suarez. Let's just put it this way. I have Suarez over Bubba in the selections. Okay. That is a versus down on the bottom. I've got eight with both of them. Yeah. So I would, I would take Suarez (laughs) over Bubba. I also got Kyle Bush. I still got seven uses of Kyle Bush in there. I I do too. And again, we're we're in a good spot. Jeremy's not. No, We're we're okay. He's, he's in a world of trouble. William Byron, I still got eight with him. You know, he's... I've got Byron in my lineup. He has, what, two wins this year? Yeah, he's one of the only drivers with multiple wins. He's yeah. one of the few, very few, actually, as a matter of fact. And Truex, Truex is due, and Gibbs Gibbs gets hot in May. That's why I want to pick Bubba or Kurt, because the way the 2311's been running... Of course, you can't rely on Bubba's pit crew, so. No. Kurt's, Kurt's <laughs> well, and, got his. And it was funny because during the All-Star race, guess whose crew had a problem? <laughs> Bubba Wallace had a, un- had, had, a, had, a, had a loose wheel, so they had to come back down pit road. Uh, imagine that. Oh, I saw the worst meme on social media this week. You can't spell Bubba Wallace without wall. You know what? To Bubba's credit, he, he, he pushes his car to the limit. He maybe, does. Maybe a little bit too hard sometimes. Yeah. But. My my lineup is this. I've got Rosh Chastain. I got Blaney. I would, I would rather have some. I would rather have a driver that's pushing it like that. Yeah, than, than oh, 100%. being too conservative. Well, absolutely. Rosh Chast- again, it, it puts you in a world of trouble if you're he's in your fantasy lineup and costing you points. That's why people love Rosh Chastain is because he pushes the car to the limit and maybe a little bit overboard, but he goes hard. Tyler Reddick goes hard. He runs his car to its limit, which is what you want. I mean, you have, you have to if you want to win, you have to do that. Yeah. Rosh Chastain, Blaney, Byron. Denny Hamlin, Kyle Busch, and Bubba, I've got. Um, That's a good lineup. I've got Bubba in my garage. So, I, I like it. My, of course, it's subject to change. Featured matchups, Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson. Who, who you got? Uh, I, I got Kyle Busch. I think he's I think he's in, in really good form. I think I did go with Kyle. Yes, I did go with Kyle. Which one? <laughs> Kyle Busch. Although, Kyle Larson was your winner last year. <coughs> And he was running good at, at the all, during the All Star race. Yeah, granted, it's Texas, Charlotte. Uh, that that one's a tough one to choose from. It's very tough. Chase Elliott and Martin Truex Jr. Another kind of tough one because Truex is really has been really good historically over the mile and a half. Chase, of course, Chase averages a second place finish at Charlotte. Yeah, 
I, I, I took Chase for that one. I Bl- did ch- take Chase. Blaney and Kurt, I took Blaney. Of course, Blaney. and again, I've got, I've got Truex officially into my lineup, so I may go back and switch that one too. Blaney and Kurt Busch, I took Blaney. I got Kurt Busch right now. Because he's just running good, running yeah. hot? He's He's got a win. Now, granted, so does Blaney, but it's a non-points win. Yeah. It's a money win. Doesn't mean anything to anybody else. That all-star win got me no points in fantasy. <laughs> Daniel Suarez and Bubba is the last matchup. I have Suarez, actually, because this is the thing, too. You don't, like, for... You're talking about how you have Truex, but you pick Chase. Truex, you, you might not want to use Chase. You use, you use Truex, and he gets third. Chase might finish second, so you lose the matchup, but you still get a really good result from Truex Jr. So that's kind of the way that I'm thinking with Bubba. I mean, if Bubba runs great, awesome. If not, he's in the garage, and Dan, Daniel Suarez is, is my matchup. Right. Which, it, it, the unfortunate thing, I, I don't remember... This might have happened a couple weeks ago to me, but... I think, oh, yeah, it was it was Larson and Reddick got in accidents. I had Larson beating Reddick, but they both wrecked, and Larson was like 10 laps earlier, and he finished 33rd or something, and Reddick finished 31st. It's like, oh, that's – why'd you guys have this in the matchup? Yeah. <laughs> you want to say, well, anybody else I could have picked, and it would have been correct. But anyways, as far as the standings go, Jeremy still has the lead. I'm in second, you're in third, but we're pretty well bunched together where if one of us has a really good race and the others are okay or bad, then you might be able to take the lead, Big Moose, here. If you find a way to win by 40 points, 50 points, which is unlikely to happen given how the races have gone this year for us. Well, uh, how how it's gone for us, and, and just by the sounds of our, our picks this week, I mean, our matchups are almost identical, so nobody's going to have a standout runaway with those. Yeah, you know, and then the the picks themselves. I mean, you know, it's 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 very close week in and week out. So it's and it's, we don't have so there's four stages in the Coke 600, not three. Right. We we can change. We can wait until stage three to change them. I'm reading that now. So is it stay the end of stage three? Yes, the end. Of, so stages one and two will be scored for stage points. The garage will lock at the end of stage three. Yes. I don't know. If, I don't think they get stage points for stage three, or do they? Oh yeah. Okay, so they get points each, for all the each stages. Stage, each stage, oh, each green checkered. For the playoff, for the actual standings, they get points for all of it. But for a fantasy perspective, it's... Well, no, in, in fantasy, we get the same amount of points that they finish as a driver. Even in state... Because it says here the, the points are only going to be scored in stage one and two. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. So I think stage three points for fantasy don't count. At least according to what I'm reading here. It says, although there's four stages in the Coke 600, only stages one and two will be scored for driver stage points. That's unfortunate. I feel like they should give you the same amount of points your driver driver got. So do I, especially if you got a driver that, I mean, you can use the, those stage points can save your drive. If they finish like 15th, for some reason, I they, mean, they if, have a if terrible William restart. Byron finishes first in all four stages <laughs> or all three stages and then wins the race. Oh yeah, you, you I, want, like 60 I want points. all seventy-five points. <laughs> well, and even if he wins all three stages and then comes in twelfth, you're like, geez, he finished in twelfth. But those stage points make him a top five or top ten fantasy driver. So it, it helps you, and those stage points help you if you're drive. If you got two drivers that struggle a little bit, but one of them had an issue on a restart, but they have great stage points, you're gonna. Get more fantasy points, obviously, as, as, as a result of that. With the way my fantasy roster has been going recently, I'm going to have that one driver <laughs> that like doesn't even place in stages uh, one and two, and they go on to finish wins third. wins the third <laughs> stage, which I don't get points for. Gets those ten bonus points. That's the way you think it's going to go for you? Of course.
So a winner. Who do you think is going to win? Uh, this week's winner, you know, Kyle Bush. He, everybody was saying he was he was the drive, and and I believe I actually called him to win <laughs> the All Star race last week on the podcast. I said Blaney. You said Kyle Bush. I said Kyle Bush. I think I think it's a redemption week for Kyle Bush because it was it was a stupid tire issue that I think I think could have been corrected had it not been for an unfortunate pileup where he was trying to move down and, you know, Chastain came and ramped him like a Hot Wheels car. <laughs> yes, he did. That was a really scary wreck. Uh, that's It could have been a lot worse than oh, that. Very, the the in-car footage was crazy. Was crazy. Yeah. Stupid crazy. So I, I think it's a redemption week for Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch wins the Coca-Cola 600. I want to go with you, but because I, I think Kyle Busch is going to win too. If I had to pick, but I want to go for lack for lack of intrigue in this. I'm going to say Chase Elliott wins, just because, and it's not because of the, his his previous finishes. It's just Hendrick has got really good cars. Chase has ran good there previously. Yep. And yeah, you know, I don't know. It's just not not that Chase hasn't gotten that that victory that really solidify that's really a top win but a lot of it is road courses you know some other intermediate tracks but he doesn't have a southern 500 he doesn't have a daytona 500 he doesn't have a coca-cola 600 he does have a championship but a crown jewel win would be big just for anybody i think that you know i think he's able to get it done but i if i if i if I had the option to pick Kyle Busch, I think Kyle Busch would actually win the race. I, sure. I think he's because his car has been so good, and Gibbs, as you said, has slowly but surely really figured things out. Whether it be Kyle Busch or even Denny Hamlin as well, they're really starting to run good right now. Kyle Busch, Kyle Larson, the two most picked drivers this week. <clears throat> uh, Christopher Bell, actually, as well. All three of them have forty-five uh, percent ownership in. I had, I had Christopher Bell in my lineup. And I and weekend. I just took him out. So, yeah, the Gibbs guys are, are starting to catch up, which is probably a, a good sign, you know, for as far as manufacturers are concerned. At least instead of just having a bunch of Chevys up there, you throw in some Fords with Blaney and Logano had a good race recently, and has had some good races recently as well. Well, that's the thing. If you if you break down the top eight, theoretically they are all, with the exception of one driver, all associated for the most part with either Hendrick. Or Joe Gibbs. You got Kyle Bush, Kyle Larson, Christopher Bell, Ross Chastain at number four. Chevy. Yep. Well for Chevy, but he's he's uh <laughs> track house. Track house, but ECR. Right? Okay, so there. he's so he's more along the Reddick and uh yep. Austin Dillon side. Then you got Truex, thirty six percent ownership this week. William Byron, Kurt Bush, Alex Bowman. So nobody's picking Chase Elliott, all right. They probably Chase, already Chase Elliott's down to number ten. They've already got his usages up. That, that's, that's the what thing. It is. Everybody's yeah. used up Chase Elliott. Everybody else has used him up. <laughs> so I've got, I've got six left for Kyle Busch. I'm feeling comfortable right now, though. I, I will say this, and we'll finish up with this on the podcast. Kimi Raikkonen has been announced to be the driver of the 91 Trackhouse car that's going to feature random drivers uh, across a multitude of of series. Trackhouse Entertainment Racing. Yeah. Number yeah. 91 and Kimio race at Watkins Glen. I can't wait to Watkins Glen because I think I will pick Kimi Raikkonen hands down. You throw him in a good car like a Trackhouse car? not to, yeah. It's not like he's driving. No no offense to any of these other teams, but it's not like he's driving the 15 car. Right. No offense to Rick Ware Racing, but he ain't driving the 15 car. He's driving Trackhouse Racing car, which has won at, road cor- at a road course with Ross Chastain and has won a couple of times this year. So 
Kimmy Raikkonen, I love it. He's going to have a set of wheels under him. And Kimmy's a good racer, and especially if you got if if it's a one off, I'm going to send it in there. I, I, I'm going I'm going as hard as I can. If I wreck somebody, sorry about you, but this is a one off for me. Yeah. As bad as that sounds, it's in it, Kimmy's attitude, the way that he goes. I'm doing this right. So I I, I kind of like I like what they're doing with this. By the way, trying to do involve other drivers in other series and introduce them to NASCAR. I think that's a creative way to get some separate storylines going. Well, uh, and it, it introduces new fans again. It's it's everything. Yeah, that, for Kimmy Raikkonen fans, right, right. It, well, for for th- for them, but it's also going to bring over F one F one fans to NASCAR, especially because it's at a road course too. Because Kimmy has raced at, at Charlotte Oval, but now he's at a road course. It, it actually it's more attractive to maybe more F one fans, given that it's at a a road course as opposed to a oval. Right. He's got one truck start. He's got one Xfinity start, both at Charlotte Motor Speedway. And then, like you said, this will be on a, a road course, first cup a start. A true road course, too. It's not like you took an oval and made it into a road course. It is. Watkins right. Glen is the road course. I like Watkins Glen, too. That, that's maybe my favorite road course, actually, on the schedule. I think Road no, America no is going to be a lot of fun, but I like Watkins Glen. There's been some really good finishes there. Well, and it's because we've been racing there for so long. Marcus Ambrose. Oh, yeah. After Keselowski sent it in on Kyle <laughs> Busch, and then Marcus and, and, and Brad went at it with each other, and then Marcus ended up winning. That was I'd awesome. love to see him come back for a one. You know? You, know, he, you, you just gave an idea. NASCAR needs to call up Marcus Ambrose, and you're going to throw him There's in the car. There's your all-star race. Do an all-star legends <laughs> oh race. my gosh. On. That would be absolutely incredible if you get some of those guys in there. That would be absolutely fantastic. That's going to do it for the podcast. Enjoy the weekend. Uh, as we remember the, the, those fallen for serving the country on M- Memorial Day, I know that NASCAR is doing a bunch of different schemes to go along and, and remember those folks. Uh, IndyCar, of course, Indianapolis 500 always on M- Memorial Day weekend, and so is Monaco. So a really cool weekend of a lot of racing, and it's the best weekend of the season for any sort of a race fan. It is. It is. It is the greatest weekend in motorsports, but, uh, you know, kind of to echo what you said, you know, really cool what NASCAR does. They put the the names of, of fallen soldiers on the race cars. They do the special schemes. Uh, even Goodyear comes out with the special tires, with the, the U.S. Troops tires. They'll run at Charlotte Motor Speedway. So uh, very cool racing weekend. And, again, this weekend, uh, take a moment to uh, step back and reflect on those who gave all this weekend, this Memorial Day weekend. We thank you for your service and the ultimate sacrifice made. That's going to do it for the podcast. Next week, we'll recap all three of the races and look ahead to what comes next in the NASCAR schedule.